Hello, and thank you for joining me today as we continue looking at the book of Joshua. This is season number two, study number six, looking at Joshua chapter eight. We're going to begin by looking at Joshua chapter eight, looking at the first eight verses here. Here the Bible says, Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you. Arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And you shall do to Ai as its king, to, and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its spoil and its cattle you shall take as booty for yourselves. Lay an ambush for the city behind it. So in the first two verses we have here, uh, really very quickly, the uh, plan for taking Ai. First, he begins here like he does many times, the Lord, when he speaks to Joshua. He first tells him do not to not be afraid, not to be dismayed or worried. And then he begins to tell him what he needs to do. But he first tells him not to be afraid. No doubt, any time we begin a task or a, a new effort or a new work, we may be afraid, we may be weary or, or worried, that rather, that it's not going to work. Uh, but here we find in Joshua chapter 8, that's, the Lord here begins by telling Joshua not to be afraid and not to be dismayed. And so he is not to feel like uh, he is to be worried about any of these things because the Lord is with him. And then he begins to tell him what he, what he wants him to do. Here in verse 1 he goes on to say, Take all the people of war with you, and rise, go up to Ai. And so there's a first command to take all the people of war. This would be all the soldiers, uh, including the mighty men of valor. Of valor. They're also mentioned later. Um, but he's to take basically all his soldiers, his armies, uh, his army, and to begin this war. And he is to go up to Ai. And he says, See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And so he's not, he doesn't. You know, the Lord is very specific. He doesn't just say, I'm going to give you the victory. He says, I give into your hand, which means the Lord is the one who is providing this victory, um, like he does all victories. And he says here in verse 2, he says, I've given to your hand, or verse 1 rather, uh, the king of Ai, which means the king is probably going to die. He's not going to take him as a hostage, as we'll see later. He is going to kill him. Uh, his people, his city, and his land. And so basically the idea there is everything is going to be be able to be overcome because I am with you. Verse 2, he says, You shall do to Ai and his king as you did to Jericho and its king. Well, what did he do? Well, he utterly destroyed them. He had his way with them because the Lord was with him. Uh, he says, Only its spoil and its cattle you shall take as booty for yourselves. And so they, they can take these things uh, with him. With them, it's spoiled and it's cattle. Uh, it's spoiled could just be uh, various things from the city. Uh, no doubt this would not include idols. Idols are never included as things they could take with them. Um, but it could be other things. It could be clothing. It could be all types of things. But here, the, the spoil and its cattle they can take for themselves. Uh, lay an ambush, he says, for the city behind it. And an ambush is just those who are lying in wait, lying in secret, and there to wait behind the city. Verse 3, so Joshua arose and all the people of war to go up, to, to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. So these are the people who are going to be waiting behind the city in ambush. 30,000 mighty men of valor. Um, he had quite uh, the people of war, as you know. Verse one refers to all those who are fit for battle, including the mighty men of valor. 
or simply call the people of war. And here he sends 30,000 mighty men of valor uh, to go up and to, uh, to go by night, and they're going to hide behind the city. Verse 4, he commanded them, saying, Behold, he shall lie in ambush against the city, behind the city. Do not go very far from the city, but all, but all, of, but all of you be ready. Then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city, and it will come about when they come out against us, as at the first, that we shall flee before them. For they will come out after us, till we have drawn them away from the city, for they will say they are fleeing before us, as at the first. Therefore we will flee before them. And so, verse uh, here, verse 5 and 6, uh, well, verse 4, 5, and 6, he tells them to be ready, wait behind the city. And he says, we're going to go up, we're going to attack the city and then we're going to act like we're fleeing like like we're being overcome and and pull away and draw them out uh very smart uh and how they're doing this he's going to draw them out and as we're going to see next in verse seven uh that after they draw them out those who've been waiting behind the city are going to go into the city and destroy the city then you shall rise from the ambush and seize the city, for the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. Verse 7. And it will be when you have taken the city that you shall set the city on fire. According to the commandment of the Lord you shall do. See, I have commanded you. And so there it is. We're going we're gonna to go up. We're going to draw them out. You're going to come in. You're going to destroy the city. You're going to set it on fire. And then we're going to see later, they're, after the city is on fire, they're going to come out and they're going to join in the battle as well. In the next section here, verses 9 through 13, Joshua, here the Bible says, Joshua therefore sent them out, and they went to lie in ambush, and stayed between Bethel and Ai, on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night with, uh, lodged that night among the people. Then Joshua rose up early in the morning, and mustered the people, and went up, he and the elders of, the, of Israel, before the people of Ai, before the people to Ai. And all the people of war who were with him went up and drew near, and they came before the city and camped on the north side of Ai. Now a valley lay between them and Ai, so he took about five thousand men and set them in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. So now you have those who are behind the city, then you have five thousand more in verse twelve who are on the uh, who are ambushed between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. Uh, and so we have two groups waiting here. Verse 13, And when the when they had set, set the people, all the army that was on the north of the city and its rear guard on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the, into, uh, the midst of the valley. And so you see there's two groups waiting. One's going to go in and destroy the city, and another's going to come in later and join the battle there, as we see there in verse 12. Here in verses 14 through 17, the Bible says, Now it happened when the king... When the king of Ai saw it, that the men of, of the city hurried and rose early and went out against Israel to battle, he and all his people at an appointed place before the plain. But he did not know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel made as, as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. And so again, they come up, the king doesn't know people are behind the city, uh, and, they, and Joshua and all Israel made or pretend as if they were beaten and they're going to just run away uh, verse 16 so all the people who were who were in ai were called together to pursue them and they pursued joshua and were drawn away from the city 
There was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who did not go after Israel, so they left the city open and pursued Israel. A huge mistake. You don't leave the city. <laughs> and Joshua would show them why you don't leave the city. You don't leave it open. You notice there in verse 17, the Bible uses the phrase, so they left the city open and pursued Israel. That is, the gates, it could be the gates literally were left open, or that it was left open just there was no men of no men of war who were there, uh, were left behind to protect it. Uh, you don't do that. Um you, you 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 would think at least you would leave people behind. But we have to remember, this is part of God's plan. Uh, these individuals see Joshua, and they think, and they see him leaving now. They think, well, we have them on the run. We're just going to send everybody a- after them. We're just going to destroy them all. That seems to be the idea, but that's not how it's going to work out. Uh, verse 18, uh, verses 18 through 20, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in your hand toward Ai. For I will give it into your hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that was in his hand toward the city. So those in ambush arose quickly out of their place. They ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered the city and took it, and hurried to set the city on fire. And when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended to heaven. So they had no power to flee this way or that, and then people who had fled to the wilderness turned back on the pursuers. And so we find here they had nowhere to go. Uh, Joshua was told by God to stretch out his hand with his spear in his hand. Uh, this, you know, does, literally does the act of stretching out your hand with the spear in your hand, does that really do anything? No. But God told him to do it. And so what does Joshua do? He stretches out his hand. He obeys God. And, and it's just another way of showing He's going to follow God. He's going to do whatever he says. Uh, God's going to grant the victory. Uh, and so he does that. And in verse 19, uh, after he does so, so those in ambush arose quickly out of their place. They ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered the city and took it, and hurried to set the city on fire. And when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, behold, the city... Behold, the smoke of the city ascended to heaven, which means this place is on fire. If it's ascended to heaven, it means it is burning uh, in a big, big way. Uh, it's a large fire, a lot of smoke, and they see it going up to heaven. Uh, you can kind of picture this, just this pillar of, of smoke and fire and flame going up in the sky. Verse 20 says here, So they had no power to flee this way or that. They are cut off. And the people who fled to the wilderness turned back on the pursuers. Verse 21 says here, Now when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city, uh, these, and, and that the smoke of the city ascended, they turned back and struck down the men of Ai. Then the others came out of the city against them, so they were caught in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side, and they struck them down so that they let none of them remain or escape. But the king of Ai that took alive and brought him to Joshua. Now, if you remember, backing up the very beginning of this, God had told Joshua that he is going to give into his hand uh, the king, the city, and the land. And, well, the city is in his hand. It's burning. Uh, the land, no doubt, they have, they have, they have taken the city, taken the land. Uh, they are in complete control. And now the king has been taken alive there in verse 23. And he's going to be brought down, brought to Joshua. But notice here, uh, the the planning here is quite impressive. 
the laying in ambush, the drawing them out, having another group uh, on another side waiting in ambush as well. And so that after the city has been destroyed and those mighty men of valor come out of the city and join in, when, when AI's army turns, they literally have nowhere to go. Um, verse 22 points that out there. They were caught in the midst of Israel, meaning they were completely surrounded by Israel. Uh, there was nowhere they could go. Some on this side and some on that, and they struck them down so that they let none of them remain or escape. They killed everyone. Uh, the plan worked perfectly. And verse 23, But the king of Ai they took alive and brought him to Joshua. And now next, looking at verse 24 through verse 29, uh, says here, And it came to pass, when Israel had made an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field, in the wilderness where they pursued them, and when they had all fallen uh, by the edge of the sword until they were consumed, that all Israel, all the Israelites returned to Ai and struck it with the edge of the sword. And so it came to pass here, it says, so this is after when Israel made the end of all the slaying of all the inhabitants of, inhabitants of Ai in the field and the wilderness where they pursued them, and when they all had fallen by the edge of the sword until they were consumed, that all the Israelites returned to Ai and struck it with the edge of the sword. So basically they went back and they killed anyone who's left in the city. Uh, everyone, that, you know, again, God had promised Joshua that he would give into his hand the king, the city, and the land. He's done that. The, the king is exactly within his power. The city has been destroyed. The people have been destroyed. Uh, they are in complete possession and complete control. Verse 25 says, So it was that all who fell that day, both men and women, were 12,000, 12, all the people of Ai. So 12,000 people. Um, you remember how many people were sent how many mighty men of valor were sent just to lie in wait? 30,000. And then 5,000 more were set to wait on another side of, what was it, the uh, west side, or maybe it was the east side of uh, the other side, whatever it was, lying in wait. Uh, there's one of the 5,000 were told to lie in wait. Um, this was a massive army. So you have 35,000 plus, right? Uh, not including uh, 35,000 plus those who were with Joshua. I don't remember if the Bible actually tells us how many people were with Joshua, uh, but he had a massive army with him. That's a good, good group of people. When you have 30,000 men who are, who are called mighty men of valor, and you have 30,000 of them, uh, that's impressive. Because you have people of war, like it's mentioned earlier in chapter 8, and then you have mighty men of valor, and you have 30,000 of them. Um, now, it sounds incredible, but again, who has given this into his hand? God has going all the way back to Joshua chapter 8 and verse 1. The Lord has done this. Uh, the Lord told him to stretch out his hand with the spear in his hand. And then, you know, the people went to the city and destroyed it. So all this, you know, Joshua had a mighty army. But we also know that Joshua has also seen defeat before, uh, or the people of Israel have before, because they, they went against God. They disobeyed. We saw, I believe that was last time we talked about that. And so having a massive army wasn't everything. You had to make sure that you were on the right side with God. Uh, verse 26 says here, For Joshua did not draw back his hand with which he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. So verse 26 implies that until, you know, so long as his hand was stretched out, they kept fighting and killing all the people of Ai that they found. And the reason being is because they were wicked people. 
God did not condemn to death people who are righteous, people who are good. Uh, you know, if they were righteous people there, God would have encouraged Joshua to go and do make, you know, uh, you know, open up and have fellowship with them or something of that sort. He wouldn't have commanded them to go in and kill people every eye if they were good, righteous people. And so uh, we never find that in the Bible. What we find is people who are, you know, caught up in idolatry, caught up in all types of wickedness. Those are the cities that God's people overtake. And AI would be no different. Uh, verse 27, Only the livestock and the spoil of, that, spoil of that city Israel took as booty for themselves, according to the word of the Lord, which he had commanded Joshua. Now, unlike previously with uh, was it Achan, who took of, took of the uh, accursed things, which would mean he took... Uh, Remember, he took the silver, he took the gold, a wedge of gold, he took a, a couple of garments, things like that, and they weren't to take anything. Uh, and so, remember what happened to him, he, he was stoned to death. Um, here, though, it's different because God commanded them to saying they could do this. Before they couldn't, now they can. See, when God tells us we cannot do something, we need to make sure we absolutely follow it. And when God tells us, hey, you can take for, for your for spoil, uh, take for yourselves the spoil and the livestock um, for yourselves, now it's, it's, it's saying you can do so. And, you know, God, he always provides for the faithful. And no doubt the, the, the booty or the, the spoil, as it's called as well, and the livestock would no doubt be a great benefit to the people of Israel later as well. And the livestock itself, and whatever would be it would be included in the, the booty of the spoil of the land, um, would be helpful. But the livestock was extremely helpful. Uh, I mean, for <laughs> we know some livestock you use for work, some livestock you use to eat, and so uh, no doubt a, a great blessing for the people. Verse twenty-eight. So Joshua burned Ai and made it, made it a heap forever, a desolation to this day. He burned Ai, which means he destroyed the city, burned it completely. Um, verse 29, And the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree until evening. And as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his corpse down from the tree, cast it at the entrance of the gate of the city, and raise over it a great heap of stones that remains to this day. As we've already seen before, a great heap of stones being laid up many times it's a show is to stand as a memorial of what happened. Well, what happened to AI? God granted Joshua and the people of Israel a tremendous victory. Uh, just the planning, the, the, the steps that, took, that, that went into this, God's wisdom and God's power is seen very clearly. Uh, the people overtake them. You know, when you draw, as soon as they were drawn out of the city, really, at that point, they were done. Israel had them um, because they left the place where they were going to be most protected. Um, but God gave them the victory. Uh, looking next now, and so he is, he is hanged, the king of Ai is hanged on a tree until evening, then it brought him down, which is not uncommon. They wouldn't, uh, numerous times you see were, were men who were hanged or whoever it was were brought down in the evening and here he is he is cast down the bible says there he's cast at the entrance of the gate of the city and they raised over a great heap of stones that remains to this day that would no doubt stand as a reminder of what happened there that day verse 30 of joshua 8 verses 30 through 32 now joshua built an altar to the lord god of israel in mount ebal 
as Moses, a servant of the Lord, had commanded the children of Israel, as is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stones over which no man has wielded an iron tool. And they offered on it burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. And there in the presence of the children of Israel he wrote on the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he had written. And so here they are, they, they, they offer up offerings to God. Why? The Bible says there in verse um, 31, they offered it, um, they offered it on, they offered on it burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. Ways of what? Uh, peace offerings and his offerings to the Lord, giving thanks to God. They now know peace and now know victory. Uh, you know, when God grants, you know, answers to our prayers, what do you do? We say thank you. Uh, here, what are they doing? They're offering sacrifices to God, uh, which could include some of the livestock they took, right? Uh, and then we find, and there in the presence of the children of Israel, he wrote on the on the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he had written. Uh, and so they write on these on these whole stones there, refer, reference back there in verse 30, or 31, a, a copy of the law of Moses, which he had written. Verse 33 through 35, Then all Israel, with all their elders and officers and judges, stood on either side of the ark before the priests, the Levites, who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the stranger as well as he who was born among them. Half of them were in front of Mount Gerasim, and half of them in front of Mount Ebal, as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded before that they should bless the people of Israel. And afterward he read all the words of the law, the blessings and the cursings, according to all that is written in the book of the law, there was not a word of all that Moses had commanded, which Joshua did not read before all the assembly of Israel, with the women, the little ones, and the strangers who were living among them. And that brings an end to chapter 8. And so he ends this by doing what? He, he ends by reading the entire law, right? There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded, which Joshua did not read before all the assembly of Israel, with the women, and the little ones and the strangers who were living among them. So after their victory, they offer sacrifice to God, and he he reads the law to the people, which, as he points out there in verse 34, he read all the words of the law, the blessings, and the cursings, according to all that is written in the book of the law. And Joshua and Israel saw a great victory, and they, are, they conclude this time here by reading God's law. That's going to be it for us today. A little bit shorter, but I wanted to be able to have a, a, a set start and end, especially with the new way I'm doing this. It's easier just to set a designated starting and stopping point. And so we're going to stop there. Uh, next time when we come back, we'll pick up in Joshua chapter 9. And I do thank you for being here with me today. Hope you enjoyed this program. Hope you will share this with others. I hope to see you again next time.